This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Yes, that was All the right. click track coming Yes, in. thank you, the click track. See, yeah, I'm, I'm a pro at this. Look at that. Hey, everybody, this is your host, Jeff Glucker, and you're listening to the Hooniverse Podcast. This is the big episode 100. Yay! Woo! That's oh, the I'm, I nearly missed my cue there. Well, yeah, that's, you, you got it, Blake. <laughs> Guys, we should... We I'm should... just going to use your actual Blake Z wrong. Thank you. Yeah. Wow, that's a first. Never going to happen. Look at that. Good. Good. Until our 200th episode. Yeah, right. That's never going to happen. Uh, we're also joined by producer Chris Hayes, who just taught me a bit about uh, audio-video equipment, and I'm sure I'm going to forget it later on. And joining us tonight is AJ Gordon. Hey, Thank AJ, you for having me. On? Oh, please, our pleasure. You are the digital content and social media manager of the Peterson Automotive Museum. Which I am. Cool. And that also makes us co-workers. We are co-workers. Also, we work that's about true. Jason's mic is live, too. Yeah. Oh, and Jason's mic is live, too. <laughs> Jason Connor, ladies and gentlemen. Join that that guy from that other podcast now. Yeah. To Camden Tub, which you should listen to Fridays on Hooters. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to being the digital content and social media manager, AJ also hosts the Car Stories podcast, yep. which is pretty killer. Uh, that's a great listen to. Seriously impressive stuff. Not at 100 episodes yet. No, 60, <laughs> I think 65 will go up tomorrow. And a, a pretty awesomely di- diverse group of guests you've had on there. Race car drivers, journalists. Kind of anything, anyone who sort of does anything remotely related to cars. So, yeah, drivers, hot rodders, fabricators. Um, you know, we have uh, Scott Painter coming up, who's the CEO of True Car. Right. He'll be coming up on the next one. Um, you know, anyone who owns a business, drives a car, does anything involving cars. Very cool, very cool. Yeah. I've, I've got this guy down the street that owns a Jiffy Lube, if you want to. <laughs> if he has, you know, if he has a good story, I will talk to him. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's the first Jiffy Lube in Culver City yeah. since the shooting. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, so, yeah, you've had Patrick Long, uh, uh, J.G. Francis, who I'm a fan of, just because if you don't know everybody, go find Mercedes. He is a Mercedes nerd. He's a nut. And um, recently, there was there were the people who made uh, the Paul Newman documentary winning. Yeah, that's oh. what's going to get posted tomorrow. Matt Farah and no, not Matt Farah, uh, Matt DeAndrea right. and uh, Nate Adams, who okay, was cool. the um, the editor and assistant director on uh, winning the Paul Newman documentary. Which I'm, I'm a weird, huge Paul Newman nerd, so I'm. Well, I'm Paul Newman is awesome. awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, I've I've always kind of said, okay, I, I get why we love Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. But I don't get why we don't love Paul Newman just as much. Who is a better race car? Or even even Patrick Dempsey, I'd argue. Well, I think he'll get there. I think he'll get there. But, I mean, Steve McQueen was this kind of like a bad boy that everybody loved. And Newman didn't really care about his image. He just wanted to go drive cars. Right. Uh, And I really respect that. And I like that. And I I think, you know, here was a guy who didn't do it for the fame, didn't buy sports cars, didn't buy Ferraris. He, He 
raced just Nissans and Datsuns and and really didn't care about the which cars. Which is he very important. Racing, which is very important because Steve Steve McQueen and Patrick Dempsey raced Porsches, which are still a very elite level of car. And meanwhile, Paul Newman's here racing humble Datsuns. Well, Nissans. let's also be great. honest too: is that Paul Newman's career, not only in racing but his actual acting career, is so far beyond those <laughs> other two guys. Oh, absolutely, it's just that's ridiculous. True. Well, I mean, McQueen had McQueen's. Cars and motorcycles were a part of McQueen's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, he was this actor. He was this Hollywood bad boy. And he, yes, he did a little bit of racing. Right. But he really was a guy who, he liked to have a Ferrari. He liked to have a nice Jaguar. He liked to have a lot of motorcycles. He, was, he liked very cool things. And Newman was sort of the opposite of that. Was, I don't like cool things. I, you know, my my hot rods are Volvos with Mustang engines right. in them. Or, you know, or... He's like uh, your shop teacher. Yeah. He's... No, you know he's ju- he's a, just a pure. I like to race. This he just, is, right. he just seemed like a. That's what I mean. Guy. It's, it's right. no flash. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to take the Volvo. I'm going to take a big motor and I'm going to go fast. Plus, yeah. he started an amazing charity and he has great salsa, which also benefits that charity. And so I'm yes. very much, and I, I don't know for some reason I'm a big. You know, I love Porsches and I love Japanese cars, so I'm I'm a big Datsun Nissan fan. Absolutely. And uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to the documentary. Yep. Um, I I watched the trailer today and it just looks excellent some great people in it for modern interviews mixed with archival footage I mean it seems like they really Corolla and D'Andrea did a hell of a job on this thing well tell me if this could be a weird weird, this is what I took away from the documentary yes we established he's a good driver we've established that he was cool he was uh, talented at what he did but did he have to be so damn good looking (laughs) I really I watched and I stood there because we went on CarCast so I I stood there with Adam Carolla and Deandra and watched the the, the trailer for the first time and that's the only thing I took away was I understand he's wealthy. I understand he's talented. I understand people love him. Do you have to be so damn good looking? Well, that's... I mean, honestly, (laughs) if we're going to talk and go down this road, that's... The Dempsey's there. That's yeah, actually all three guys, really. All three of those guys are just. Oh, yeah. and everybody. We're going in a different direction. Yeah, so everybody right. says he's oh, an incredibly bye. nice guy, too. You know, I just right. want one person to go, nah, he was a dick. What do you right. want him to do? You just want him to have like a Nicky Lauda experience? Or? You know what? You know what? I, always, I always heard this rumor that Paul Newman was a shitty tipper, so fuck that. Hell yeah. I, probably isn't true because he had restaurants. No, absolutely. Yeah, actually, actually, he, he, he donated like half a billion dollars in his lifetime. Right. So. Right. Yeah. No, and I like that in the trailer it talks about. About how initially in his career um, he sucked. He was terrible. Yeah. But he stuck with it because it was his passion. Uh, acting was secondary at that point. He he filmed the movie Winning and had took instruction at Watkins Glen. And then by that was in 1969. And then in 1972, I think it was he was in his first professional race. That's yeah. pretty awesome. I think Bob Bondurant taught him and Robert Wagner how to drive for that movie, and that essentially was the first Bondurant school of driving. We don't have a class of actor like yes, Dempsey races now, but we don't. But he's not part of like a crew of five dudes who are like pushing each other in that realm. Like there was Wagner, there was you know there was McQueen back then. And wasn't was there James Garner There's as well in that group? Garner, yeah, Garner. So we don't have like a group like. But we got Maybe we got Paul Walker could have. 
been partly considered in there, but there's nobody like. You mean you don't put you don't put uh, Dempsey, Frankie, Frankie Muniz, Dempsey, there's Frankie Muniz, and no, like, uh, Dax Shepard, and Dax Shepard, yeah, yeah, of other actors <laughs> who are into this. Yeah, that would be cool. I, I don't know. It used to be there used to be a time that. If you were an actor, no matter who you were, you had to have a cool car. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. we have you know we have one of our the, the most beautiful cars in our collection is this custom body Cadillac that was owned by Rita Hayworth, um, and it's just like if you were an actress, you, you got to go get a Cadillac. Right. You got to go get a Porsche. You got to go get a Jane Mansfield's Lincoln Premier. Well, yeah, right. and it's it's cool. I mean, people like nice cars, but for a good portion of the population, they just don't give a shit about cars anymore. And I think that bleeds over into celebrities as well, and that they don't care so long as they have something that they're driven in or that's going to turn on every day when they go to, you know, go to the well, store. Well, I think that marketing ploy of having a cool car isn't as important anymore. I mean, there was, you know, there were companies who if they wanted to advertise their company, they went out and they built a custom car to to advertise their company. And now, you know, now that that's not as important. So a, an actor can be an actor and pull up to a Soho house and get out of a Prius and people right. love him. He doesn't have to get out of a, you know, a custom bodied old Cadillac to, right. you know, to have people go, oh, hey, who's that? You don't need that, that flash anymore. And, and I, I imagine with insurance on these films and how busy these actors are, yeah. there isn't a lot of downtime to go take some hot right, laps. Right. It'd be awesome if Lincoln sent uh, McConaughey to a driving school and he started racing like like MKSs or something like that. And then McConaughey's going to enter like the career. Just, yeah. just be Well, imagine if, you know, now we see McConaughey pulling up in some, you know, in the new concept car, you yeah. know. That would be cool. We're, but, but but we don't need... Matthew McConaughey doesn't need that kind no, of press no. anymore. Lincoln doesn't need that kind of yeah, press. Yeah, that feels kind of forced. forced. Right. I think it would just come off as pretentious. You yeah. kind of don't really know yeah, if McConaughey right. really likes that car, or he's just getting paid a shitload of money to be like, yeah, Lincoln. Guaranteed McConaughey doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit, yeah. yeah. Well, he's a guy who lived in an Airstream trailer right. most like of his Bongo life. Yeah. I mean, he's had a nice renaissance as an actor, and, and you can pay his films, but his recent work, including True Detective, has been awesome. But... Yeah. I guarantee he doesn't give a shit about like <laughs> I, I I honestly just think you know celebrities now are so busy and their time is so consumed they really don't have that much time to hang out in Connecticut with Bob Sharp and uh, soup up some well, that, the other thing yeah. is, is on liability insurance if you're on a big shoot you don't get to do that stuff yeah because in your contract it says you're not allowed to and you will be sued and you will lose all your money I mean Leno and kind of like Brad Pitt and Clooney were sort of the last actors who were allowed to ride motorcycles around right. film sets. Right. You know, the rest, the insurance Tom just won't Cruise. cover it. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. Harrison Ford, I mean... <laughs> yeah, he's not allowed to fly airplanes anymore. <laughs> I, I honestly think his next insurance waiver, they're going to say, ah, let's lay off the uh, the Mustang for a while. You're going you're gonna to sit and coach. Now, uh, speaking of things that are old, uh, I'm trying to segue here because I wanted to take a quick look back at the podcast since we're at, we're 100 now. Um... Blake, do you know when we put the first one up? No. I, mean, I think you're was... the one in front of the laptop. Are you quizzing me? Are you quizzing me on this? Damn. Uh, 1972. How about that? We were I, believe it was, uh, I believe it was a February. Uh, it was a long, cold February. February year. Let's see. February, yeah, it would have been February of 13. 2013. You're very close. Yeah. It's March of 13. Okay. That's, that's a really what did we talk about in that first episode? I oh, I had a working Miata. Wasn't that a great well, time? I'm going to say, oh, so over the course of the time from March 2013, Blake's Miata has died and come back to life. Twice. <laughs> I bought a truck. 
Chris bought a Ford Fiesta ST. And a scooter. And a scooter. Uh, I've had a memorable podcast adventure in Scotland. That's true. We recorded from the New York Auto Show twice. On a boat. The second a time. Boat, second time in a luxury sprinter. We saw Gary Busey. Well, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, that was, that was my favorite. That's my favorite episode, that is by the way. We transitioned from squatting in the smoking tire home to squatting in Chris's house to squatting at the smoking tire I office. personally moved twice. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And we supplied the fridge here in the office. So that's just true. And I gave I gave the smoking tire a bunch of metal signs that they still haven't hung up yet. Those bastards. And in episode nine, I declared that I was the king of the moon. Oh, that's true. I think you were very uh, drunk. We've also had some memorable guests. From we've had Bob Lutz, Gail Banks. Oh, that Bob Lutz episode was amazing. We have two. Bob Which Lutz was at the episodes. Peterson. It was at the Bob Peterson Lutz episodes. Yeah, yours and we did them separate. I think that's that's yeah. true. Um, we've had JF Musial. Uh, we had the Ring Brothers. We had Bill Caswell. That was twice. literally next on the list. Nice. Um, Duncan End. Duncan End. Yeah. Justin yeah. Wilson. Oh, you forgot about Justin Wilson? No, because I, I tied it. That was a great uh, episode. Peltier from HRE. Yes. Skip Esma, who's one of our first guests who reached out from TRD. That was one of the stuff. few episodes I wasn't on. Oh. Uh, we, John uh, Hodgkins at SEMA. John Hodgkins. Mm-hmm. Ben Shu from Japanese Solitary Car. Larry Casilla. Cameron Evans. Oh, man. This is a laundry Trimble list of... Hall. This is a laundry list of people that only podcast listeners will know and no one else. Well, no. Which is there's great. some good ones in there. And we kicked What's-His-Face from Overhauling out of the, uh, out of the booth. Who's the guy from Overhauling? Uh, uh, not Foose, but the Chris, guy What's-His-Face. Chris Jacobs. Chris, yeah. Jacobs. Chris, what do we, we do? Chris Jacobs Chris out of the booth. Chris told him to walk because <laughs> it was our turn for the booth. <laughs> I, uh, I worked on a show with him many years ago. <laughs> he was very nice about it. He was a nice guy. He's just kind of like, what the fuck, man? And I'm like, sorry. We booked it. But there's also many others that I have included uh, just because I didn't scroll that far, but it's tons of automotive journalist friends. And, and and they're all here, ladies and gentlemen. Come on in. No, they're not. They're, they're not. not. We could have been on menu. a regular basis. Yes, that's true. Uh, Matt's been here. Uh, occasional really times. stone Matt Farah just kind of wanders right in. Hey, yo, what up? <laughs> I just got in from England. Dude, dude, you guys have to go like, there, man. That, I'm not joking. That's that might bad. be your best impression. <laughs> just a Matt. I want to bring it back, though, to our guest tonight, AJ. Um, yes. What's it like working with Peterson? You could ask me that every episode, yeah, by the way. I've, I've, yeah, that's uh, true. To the no. That's, uh, shut up. Blake works in curatorial. That is, you know, that is our uh, that is our soul and life form of the I museum. I know, but I can't give him an inch. Oh, other than that, yeah. That's because no, Jeff is an asshole. He hangs out and eats free food. Right. Uh, we had pizza breakfast. today. It was we great. We have pizza. It was wonderful. Um, you know, I, I honestly, I tell everybody, look, all jobs are stressful. All jobs leave you a headache. If you're going to get a headache, you might as well do it around really cool cars. Sure. So it, it, it's a ton of fun. And it's, uh, you know, it's sometimes you got to kind of step back and go, oh, this is what I'm doing on a Sunday. I'm right. taking a Maserati out to Malibu and hanging out with a bunch of car guys. And I'm on a rally that has three going Mercedes, uh, you know, and a 330 GTS. And, and just every now and then you got to go walk the vault and go, oh, yeah, there's yeah. McQueen's XKSS. Right. And, Which is yeah. just ridiculous. So you got to kind of remind yourself all of this is still around. Um, right. But, it, it, yeah, it, it's it's let me, you know, I've only been there about a year and a half. And stuff I've, because I've been in the cars forever, you know, stuff I've dreamed of doing, like going up to Monterey for the weekend, going to the Quail and, and riding in, you know, riding onto the lawn at Pebble at 4.30 in the morning. 
um, you know, going out to SEMA for the first time. This is all experiences. Which was good to do. Wow, now there's some contrast. The quail to SEMA. <laughs> and I think that those were my trips right back to back. Um, <laughs> no, you know, just stuff that I've always read about, stuff that I've always dreamed about doing that I couldn't afford, now I've been able to do. Um, you know, I, I host the podcast, and that was something that sort of uh, Chris Brown, who's our former marketing director, uh, just when we were sharing an office, pitched to me on a whim, said, hey, you want to do a podcast? And it's... And it's something I love to do because I love to talk and interview people. And then so shortly thereafter, I get a phone call. You get a phone call <laughs> and me saying I need help. Um, you know, it's it's it's. I've met shout some. I, I, <laughs> slash car stories. I uploaded today to Shout Engine. Nice. So I, I've met some incredible people, and you know, really just gotten to do some incredible life experiences. That's awesome. Now, out of the whole museum, you have to have a favorite car. Sure. Which is it? It changes a lot. Um, we have our uh, Chase Italia 202. It's a 1948. It's a just a gorgeous two-seat coupe um, that when it came out, MoMA declared it a work of art. Wow. And they have one in their collection since now. Uh, we have a Porsche 901, oh, a uh, 63? 64. It's, <laughs> a 60, it's a 63 because it was a pre-production Yeah, prototype. one of the very first pre-production cars before... Um, you know, they got sued for the 901 trademark. And and I got to say, on my first day at the Peterson, they, had ju- they were just peddling with the 65 911 that was recently donated to us. So they took uh, one of our technicians, took it, uh, took me on the roof, and we drove around in a 65 911. And I was like, this is fantastic. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. We, we, we have, uh, you know, we have a uh, Datsun. 280ZX that's sitting under a tarp in the back of the vault. It has like 14,000 miles on it. Uh, It's one of those like nobody ever pays attention to it, but I every now and then have to look at it and go, that's a really good car. That's a really clean all original good car. Um, But um, I I would probably say that Porsche. We have a, a 356 Continental that I think is just gorgeous. I think that's actually my favorite car in the yeah, Peterson collection. Yeah. I think it's it's honestly a split between the uh, 356 Continental, which is just this fantastic shade of just... Uh, it's it's gray, but it's not metallic, but it's not matte either, and it looks great. It's got white wall uh, tires on it, which really suit the car for some reason. You never expect it because it's a 356, and it's a it's a pre A if not, I'm not mistaken. So it's uh, really just soft lines everywhere. It's either that or Cadzilla. Cadzilla. You don't know what Cadzilla is? The ZZ oh, Top. Do car. you have internet? Oh, yeah, yeah. Google yeah. Cadzilla. Oh. It's uh, it's a Boyd Coddington car. This was oh, sort of the okay. first. <laughs> it's on a cover of Recycler. If you so, listen to ZZ Top, lots of, lots of chrome. It, it was not the, that much chrome. This actually. is the car that sort of put Boyd Coddington on the map, and most people say it's probably his most famous car. It was really? made for Billy Gibbons. Ooh. It's that's actually. Oh, I found a diecast of it. Um, that's actually pretty bitchy. Yeah, it's not bad. It was the it was on the cover of Hot Rod magazine. It's been the most popular cover of Hot Rod uh, really? ever. Yeah. yeah. Now another uh, celebrity car. I don't know if it's there permanent. I don't think it's there permanently, but I saw it at an event at the Peterson. Was uh, James Hetfield from Metallica? His um, Black Pearl. Oh my God! That That's a great it car. It was. It was. Incre- it was Rick Door. I think built Rick, it. Yeah. Yeah. Rick and uh, yeah, we had a we had an exhibit that was great called World's Greatest Sports Coupes. Yep. And we asked, I think twelve. Over 13 celebrities to basically say, you know, two seats, hard top, what's the greatest car in the world? Uh, and celebrities, they came back with very 
it was fun to find out what their answers were going to be. Wide range, yeah. Um, because you know Angus McKenzie from Motor Trend picked an Acura NSX. Uh, James Hetfield picked a car he built. Ian, um, Ian Callum picked that Aston Martin DB4. Yeah, Ian Callum didn't pick a Jaguar, which was kind of cool. Um, so uh, Adam Carolla picked a Ferrari Lusso. The guys from uh, which is Top funny Gear America. Adam's not usually a Ferrari guy. No, and, and I think that's kind of what speaks to the beauty of of the Lusso. And, and I think someone else picked a 250 GT as a short wheelbase. We right. actually had a, a 250 GTO that Nick Mason picked. Oh, that's um, true, right? Which so, is great because he has one. You know, yeah. Right. Well, you know, there's good reference for him looking out in his garage and seeing what he's got. But uh, yeah, the guys from Top Gear America picked a '63 uh, split window. Yeah. So it's a good it, America pick. Yeah, it's it's a very all over the place list, and and it's neat because you know sometimes. Working in a museum and, and us being around cars our entire life, we we get a little jaded. Sure, you know, oh, yeah. go, well, you can go see a Corvette anywhere. You can go see a uh, you know a Jaguar E Type anywhere. And, and the reality is, for the for the average person, you can't. So for them to come in and see these really iconic sports cars, uh, it was really neat to see to see how the the fans of the museum goes reacted to that. Actually, actually, sorry, I wanna I wanna just ask everyone sitting at this table what their greatest sports coupe would be. Jeff, I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, the greatest sports coupe? Well, no, because it's not a coupe. I was going to say what my favorite car of all time is. Um, you can you can actually pick one favorite car of all time? Yeah. I can't. I have like a revolving list of ten cars. Oh, it's the, the 250 GT California. Okay, that makes sense. It's a Ferris Bueller car. Yeah. Right. Um, that's it. That's my favorite <laughs> okay. car. But it's, what, anywhere from 10 to 20 million now? Sure. Well, yeah. Um, hey, that one sold for 300 grand, so... Yeah, the replica. Yeah, the smash uh, one. And I thought I thought it was a decent deal because I heard it was restored to like amazing condition. Well, it was a company that was famous for building replicas uh, that I think was out of like I wanted like somewhere in the high desert, and they built supposedly very very decent replicas. And they had a were they still on Chevy Chase? Yeah, it was like a like a small block. I think so it was on like a be, so like attention to detail was immaculate, and then it'd be. Fantastic to drive because it has a Chevy V8. Yeah, and I think it's like a 280Z <laughs> chassis. Right. Um, but you know, I, I've seen you see other replicas go for sale, and, and they're they're over 100 grand. So, do you, Jeff, do you have a coupe that you could pick, or um, are you just going to go for of, any 250? You no, know, because I'm 34 years old, and because of, of that era, I, I'd probably go just because it's childish and it goes to a place in my past, either the Porsche 959 okay. or the, the original Countach. Those are both excellent choices. Thank you. And I can remember the day where um, a transporter was unloading some cars that just happened to have in storage because they were picking up some cars to go to the Reagan library, and they unloaded a uh, 250 Testarossa, a 275 GTB in bright yellow, and a Countach. Nice. And the only thing I wanted to look at was the Countach. It was amazing. I like the ones that, the early ones that didn't have the wings in the back, too. I just like every Countach. Uh, I like every Countach. Seriously, I even like the 25th anniversary ones. I do too. Yeah. Now, I think the, the less is more with those, but if you're going to go Countach... you got to go nuts. The more fiberglass, right. the, the more wheel flares, yeah. The Need for Speed, the one that skips across the water? Yeah. yeah. That was you a cannonball run. That was a speed zone. Speed oh, zone. Speed zone. Speed zone. You need right. front and rear spoilers. That's you need true. white on red spoilers. interior. Oh. Yeah, you need the quattro valvo badging on the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. No. AJ, what do you think is your favorite sports coupe in the world? Probably, I don't know, it's cliche to sound. I'd probably go like a 73 911 RS. That's not cliche uh, at all. No, that's, no, that's a good I mean, choice. 
look, I want to say something weird like a CRX SI. No, I know, I know. Um, but, but no, you need one car sort of for the rest of your life. Yeah. Hard top. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you could do much better than that. That's good. Jason, you've been thinking. A vector. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Are you just looking at one of the vector? Jason just unzipped his pants, laid his dick on the table. Vector! (laughs) No, in all seriousness, um, I'm going to go a little bit old school. I have always been a fan. uh, Eleanor GT500. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, Lamborghini 400 GT. Nice. That's a good car. It's it's just not with the traditional supercar Mira stuff. I just really love the GT-ness of that car. It's cute. It's gorgeous. It's Mira's good, but I'm going to go 400 GT. I'm going for It's good, but it's good. It's, pro- it's problematic. Answer, I know, but it doesn't matter. Every, because that's every what you're thinking about. Say yeah. It's problematic. If you're spending a million dollars on a car, reliability is... That's except, a big issue. Except Chris, because uh, what are you going to say? Uh, it's going to be his Honda R. Oh. There you go. I, I, I have... I expected you to go like some, some period of Corvette. No, I'm not. I no, like Corvettes like, because they're cute. I don't like Corvettes. They're, <laughs> I like them because they're good for what you get, but it's not my favorite. All right, all right. Um, Carrera GT is probably a close second to that. But I oh, best noise ever. Old cars don't hold any favor to me over new cars. God damn it! Uh, okay, so. All right, it's <laughs> no, fine. That I mean, there's the, there's a two different classes of enthusiast almost. Like yes, uh, new cars are great, but give me an old car. Old cars are fine, but give me a new car. You know, it's kind yeah, of like you got to have both. You didn't answer. That. I didn't answer because I have honestly, I had an answer and then I forgot it. And uh, I've been sweating no. the details because I probably have 10 cars on there. Okay, fine. It doesn't matter. You need to give something. I gave something. 1970 Dodge Challenger 3, 440 with a six pack and a Hearst pistol grip shifter. I love that answer. Goddamn right. Oh, <laughs> I have two answers because they're both equal in my mind. The other one, Nissan 300ZX Twin Turbo. Okay. <laughs> Jeff is just like <sighs> your other answer is better. You should have stopped with your Yeah, whatever. Just ruin the hundred there. Like <laughs> I've always had a thing for cars with vacuum problems. <laughs> I know, I got a Miata. It makes a weird hissing sound every time I'm on a throttle. Uh, Why the hell I'm not? I'm happy you didn't say Miata. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm hate the car right now. Uh, yeah, it's, like, it's okay. It's doing a great. I'm actually just really great to have it back. And I've, I finished a break-in. Yay. 500 miles. I put 500 miles on it. And okay, it's got a lot of weird oil. flywheel rattles. But that's what you get when you have a 12-pound flywheel. Oh, yeah. And this it is the car is. you wanted to sell me. Yes! This car he was telling me $7,500 and going on about the brake pads he put in. I have sweet brake pads in it, trust me. I know earlier you mentioned that you drove the Maserati in that rally. Do you get to drive the cars from the museum? Yes and no. Um, we, we do have a selection of cars that are, you know, for outreach purposes. Okay. Um, you know, that we'll take to a car show, that we'll yeah, drive to a car show. Yeah, you know, the the the, the, <laughs> the po- 10 to $20 pre, Yeah, you know, the, the seven, eight-figure stuff. No, uh, you know, I, I think the last car from the collection I took out was uh, a 600, Mercedes 600. That oh, was, um, my God, I remember that, because I think I was hitting you up on Facebook and like, you son of a bitch. It, it was, <laughs> it did dream. not disappoint. Yeah, we went out to Malibu Car and coffee that morning and um, it, you know it's an incredible it's it's so funny because it's such a giant such a heavy like a tank, right? car but it's quick and it's extremely nimble is it quiet it is quiet it is solid and it you know taking it on sunset out to PCH there's a lot of turns you know a lot of a lot of turns on the street it it handles like a much smaller much lighter car um, which has always been a very German trait I guess 
Yeah. You know, we have, Studi. yeah, we have like a, oh. you know, a 57 Bel Air. We have uh, a Studebaker. So it's, you know, we're not taking the XKSS. We're not taking the Rondor Rolls. And but, there's um, the 63 Ranchero. We have a, a 63 Ranchero that we use for hauling some stuff around. We have a, you know, we have a 2000 Jeep Cherokee for, uh, you know, the long distance stuff. We've got a 2000 Lexus LS400, which is incredible. <laughs> 228,000 miles and it drives brand new. I took, I took it down to, I know, but I took it down to Costa Mesa just blasting K-Day and it was awesome. I love that car so much. There is something about that car. You need yeah. to find something old and something, you know, hip hop related when now, you're in that car. 600, though, I mean, I'm assuming it's very mechanically sorted. As far as a 600 goes, yes. Yeah. As far as you could well, be. at the time. It, no, it, it, you know, everything needs work. Uh, and everything, you know, that has a fully hydraulic oil. Yes. Uh, Sorted is a relative term when we're talking about trunk, German cars. Look, trunk auto closes at like a, take your fast. Oh, you press yeah. a button and it goes, shunk. And, and you know, it's that. crazy. The, the, key, the keys are off. The battery's off. Everything's off. If you still have pressure in the compressor, it will still, you can still, you can operate the the sunroof from the back seat. Uh, you can recline the back seats. And this was Jack Nicholson's car that was his personal car until he donated it. Oh, so uh, awesome. Yeah, it, it's, we, have, we have two Jack Nicholson cars, right? What's the other one? We have that and... That's the one I banged all the stars. No, it's, uh, well, yes, but no, it's, um... I fucked Heidi Fleisch. Something from the four. It's, I, I'd have to look it I up. Think, but I think it's like a Studebaker or something. Like that, it's, right? yeah. it's American. It's not as interesting. Yeah, that's true. Really but actually, no, the story is that he bought it after he filmed The Witches of Eastwick in it. And in that movie, the car is black, and he plays a devil like character in it. There was 600 in that movie. And there was a 600 yeah. in that movie. It was painted black, and it, it gets wrecked in some manner by the end of the movie. And then the studio fixed He bought it and fixed it up, and it was it's now painted this burgundy color, this beautiful so raw burgundy movie color. color? Yeah, the movie yeah he bought wrecked. it after yeah. the production. Yeah. I don't know if that one was wrecked. Okay, this um, might have been just like the. the the hero. Yeah, but but that car he bought after the production and drove it for like 25 years. And he actually drove it. Drove it. I mean, it's and it's so funny because it's like a 72, but it's got an Alpine from the 90s, you know, in the armrest. I have a good friend who was an 83 Rolls-Royce Rolls-Royce Corniche that he keeps as like his Florida car. Mm -hmm. Is his name Corbin Goodwin? No, no. This one's like, it's in pretty good uh, shape. Um, But I had to drive it because I went with him to Meekum Auction and he bought a car. So I drove the Rolls back to his garage and he drove the the vet he just bought and in this rolls it's like you're looking at the wood quality from 83 you're like Okay. Yeah. It's in good shape for this car, but... It has an age well. Especially not in the Florida sun. I no, mean, no, you no. know, there's no sun in England, so they can use whatever wood they want. True, but still, the rain will fuck that shit up. But, <laughs> you know, like the, the Alpine oh, yeah. tape deck. But you right? can just tell they use there a cheap cut. And, yeah, totally. And totally. the gaps are awful. Right, and, right, right. Yeah. And then we stopped for gas because we were driving from uh, one side of Florida to the other. Um, like, basically across the middle. Yeah, um, we call that the circumcision. Yeah. So we stopped for gas, and I... We, I pull over and I, he's an older gentleman. I'm like, is that the first time that car's ever heard rap? And he goes, yes. Ah. Dead pans and walks away. I'm, like, I'm gonna bump that shit. So we had to drive slow as hell because the gearing in the vet was like he's doing 55 on the highway. So just, like, let, thankfully I'm in a corniche because if I was in anything else, I'd want to kill myself. Well, it's good that finally the good people of uh, Florida saw an old Rolls Royce because I feel like that's rare down there. They're yeah. they're more they're more subdued. The yeah. culture. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing a crazy. Dad, where someone was selling two 80s Rolls Royce Silver Shadows for like nine grand. Those you could buy two. You can buy. You can pick those up for nothing. This same gentleman, not to tell all his car secrets, um, but he uh, he bought a 2002 Bentley. He asked, he's like, "What do you think about this?" Ooh, nice. 
And I go, I mean, the price is awesome. You're never going to make any money on it, and it'd be a fantastic take-your-wife-to-dinner car. And he loves it. He's so comfortable to drive. And talking to, like, our friends who are non-car people about it, they're like, oh, my God, what do you think you paid for that? Like, 300 I go, no. 40 A little, like, <laughs> yeah. like 50 um, but nice. the, the average non-car person, that's still a 300 yeah, And it's, and it's one of those really boxy Bentleys, too, like a two-door yeah. Continental R or whatever they call it. Yeah, it's the four-door. Um, it's the... It's, Arnage? Yeah. Is right? it's, um, yeah. It's a beautiful... It's oh, still a beautiful, beautiful car. Yeah, yeah and it's got the six and three-quarter. It wasn't the BMW motor, even though that's, like, the more preferred motor, but the Bentley Pure is hated because it's not Bentley. Yeah. That's right. Even then, like, especially with the newer Bentley, is that pre or post... Is that... That's part of the, the most recent revision of the body styles, right? Right. This oh, was yeah, this yeah, was yeah, sort yeah. of the last remember. of yeah, the, the last generation. generation. Yeah, because what was it about 2004, 2005? It switched over to the design language. Think of uh, yeah, yeah, picture a cool. Bentley from like a yeah. Nelly music video yeah. or Ja Rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I'm just trying to think of, of when they switch over because All you could buy one. You could buy one from from 04 on, and people would know no difference between a 15 and an 04. Because right, you know, right. even yeah. us at a f- couple hundred feet away, we'd be like, which one? Huh? And I, I've seen like the 90s Continentals. Like the two door coupes that are like a million feet long, and they look fantastic. Well, my, Those are like 25 grand, my, 30 grand on eBay all day. It's my great. old boss had a Brooklyn's. Oh, like, yes. Four Brooklyn's, awesome. I think mm-hmm. it was. That was like the last gasp of the bigger body Bentleys. Um, that thing was That's so the one cool. in Top Gear. If you go back to when Clarkson drove this and just like rip, bur- ruining, literally just ruining the tires. And stuff. I, th- like, I think every awesome. magazine ever who did a story on it just took photos of it just doing insane burnouts yeah. and donuts everywhere. It's great. I, I was and you know, we do have, I, sorry to cut you off, but oh, no. we do have, you know, Robert E. Pierce and Staley Driver. Yeah, he had a, a late 80s or maybe like a 1991, uh, like a Guards Red oh, uh, nice. Turbo R. Turbo R, tan interior, and uh, the license plate was just HOT space ROD. That's kind blue of, plates that's, too. Yeah, and that yeah. was that was his like kind of like yeah, this so, is my so hot rod. The plates are still on that car. Plates yeah. are still on the car, still, and we yeah, still keep it registered yeah. because the plates are now worth more than the car. I was going to say that someone if they could have that plate. Yeah, and, and that's what makes that car. Then that car is nothing without those license plates. But I was a part of a. Um, Someone bought a uh, like a 2003 Arnage. It was the LA um, Auto Show display car. It was the car they displayed. So every option is nice as nice could be. Still had the Monroney. It was like two hundred and seventy six thousand dollars. This thing had four thousand miles on it, and I think they got it for like fifty two grand. That's so amazing. Three years ago. That's crazy. We did the depreciation math with the mileage, and oh, it came to like gross. it came to like seventeen dollars a mile to drive that car. That's awesome. I, I drove a Mulsanne once. It was the uh, it was silver and blue two tone, like baby blue, and it was amazing. They're, they're great. I mean, yeah. if you want to have a nice, luxurious ride, that is the way to go. There you go. Now, uh, there's a certain car that I know that you're eager to chat about. Yes, I am. Um, and it has three wheels, but we're still calling it a car. Uh, tell us about this museum, uh, this machine and, and what you guys are trying to do. So we have a 1948 Davis Devon, one of about 16 or 17 cars. It's a three-wheeled car uh, built by Gary Davis on the Van Nuys Airport. Uh, the front wheel is the the one wheel in the front, like a Ryan Reliant, uh, Reliant Robin. Robin. Right. And um, 
we want to restore it. You know, we, we've launched an Indiegogo campaign to really make this car look like the day it was sold new. And just everybody listening, uh, we'll have a link to that campaign in the post on, on the description of this podcast. Yeah, it, it, you know, the car runs okay. okay. Uh, you'll see a Jay Leno's Garage episode coming out in a week or two's time where as is. Doesn't run as as good as we hoped, but you know, it starts up, it runs, <laughs> um, it, it leaks coolant everywhere. It, it, it needs work. Okay. And, you know, I think a lot of people, especially with the garage finds and the preservation classes being so popular, they look at this car and they go, no, don't restore it. Leave it as is. It looks great. And, and you know, it's a 10-footer. But uh, honestly, it had a restoration once, and it had a very poor restoration. Uh, the paint is not original. It needs to be completely redone. The interior is not original. It needs to be redone. And the mechanicals need to be gone through. So, yes, the car, it's not rusted out. There's no dents. Um, all the parts are there, but we so need to... it's a to, good candidate for restoration. It is a good right. candidate for restoration. We need to take apart, catalog, inventory, all the parts, do a full color change back to the original color, do a full interior change, and and put it back together. And when we display it, when we reopen the museum in December of this year, we want to put it in the innovation section as a, an example of, this is someone who was trying to innovate car culture at the time. Now, Gary, Gary Davis was a guy who worked on airplanes during World War II, and we, we when after the war ended, he had this great idea to build a uh, a car inspired by uh, airplane engineering, you know, born from jets. And so he came up with this car where it has a sleek nose cone in the front that looks like a fighter jet. These hidden pop up headlights, and when you can actually pull this gigantic lever in the car, the headlights go kachunk, and the the little flaps go in, and it looks really kind of spooky and sad because like the angle of the headlights. And then it's I don't got, think I've ever heard anything yeah. can you know describe this spooky. And, and sad. sad, very like sad. Ghost you know, or like C five Corvette headlights when they're raised up. And it's a car, and they actually don't raise up. Um, the headlights uh, are permanently fixed to the body, and then the the body, body drops in. Think of Jaguar XJ two twenty lights. They kind of go down. Yeah, which we also have one. And, and the car, you know, you see four across. Right. Uh, there's just one row. It's and a removable hardtop. So it's like a redneck three wheeler. It's, it's a car you just cannot help but. Smile when you look at it, and when you're it's ride very it. goofy looking. And all these uh, all these press photos of Gary Davis. He was a, he was a very good promoter. He told people this was the car of the future. We can do all these things. Every press photo you see, he's at a car show. He's got three women seated next to him, and smart. he's driving it. Very smart guy. And he uh, he he had this idea where he wouldn't Wait, paint anti, anti- Miata. Yes, <laughs> you can only see one woman. Oh, can you? Yeah, in the car. Um, you don't have to be so choosy with the Davis. You yeah, can, you can nice. let multiple yeah. nice. people sit but with you. Gary was a really great promoter. He he was on the he was in like Life magazine. He was in Time, I believe. I think he was also in Newsweek at some point. Um, he, and then he, the car just kind of disappeared. Well, he, he he had this promise where he would pay all his workers. He wouldn't pay his workers, but then eventually, when the car when the uh, the car started getting off the ground, he would pay his workers double after a while. And so like he did, Tesla. Yeah, but he he decided. <laughs> That like paying people was too much of a hassle, so he didn't pay his workers. Well, like, and then like, he went to prison. A lot of engineers and a lot of car fabricators, and you know, they're not the best businessmen. Uh, so I think his poor business practices caught up with him, uh, and that's why it, um, you know, it's such a rare car. It, the, the first four were made with a Hercules motor, which was kind of like out of a tractor, commercial equipment. So we have number four. We have the last of the Hercules motors. And then the next ones were made with a Continental motor, which yeah. was what they used in the Jeep CJ3. 
2A, right? Sure. I think so. I believe that's it. They use sure. those. That's what sounds good to me. <laughs> I think Leslie told me this at one point. But uh, actually, there's like articles where Gary Davis would drive this three-wheeled car across train tracks at 100 miles an hour, and he would do like e-brake turns, and the thing could turn within its own, like, turning, its turning radius was tiny, so it could just, like, kind of turn within its own radius, and the opening of our Indiegogo video has this car turning around our uh, chief curator as he's talking, and well, it's really fun. Yeah, there's even a video we found online um, back in the late 40s, a color video, and it looks like he's, like, in Pasadena or Eagle Rock. He's just, he's going in a circle, he opens up the door, he gets out and walks away from the car and it's just it's going in it's you know it, he ghost it, he ghost he, he's the probably whip. the first ghost rider of webs amazing um so I yeah think on that basis alone you should give to the campaign we, well and, and we've got a lot of neat perks you know you you can donate anything you'd like but we have <laughs> stickers and shirts for five dollars and twenty dollars um we, we're gonna do uh like a field trip day where everyone who donated seventy five dollars we're gonna meet we're gonna go down watch the car be restored kind of take a tour of it um we're we're going to have an unveiling party um, either down in the vault or in the new Peterson Museum where we're going to unveil the car for the first time. You can have your name displayed with the car. You know, so whenever the car is on display, we'll have a list of people who, you know, here's who helped make this car possible. We'll um, also have, you know, on opening night of the new Peterson Museum, uh, Chief Curator Leslie Kendall will drive you around in the Davis. Yeah, the, the, the top the top cool. uh, perk, you're going to get a ride in the car. So That's it's we, we, we really we're hoping it's something that the community and the car community and, and the museum community can really want to get involved with and if all goes well hopefully this is something that not only we but other museums can start sort of making a, a yearly standard of here's a car we want to restore that that honestly we normally could not do without the contributions of you know of the community and with their help we can bring this car back to life a lot quicker than we normally could now this restoration does this happen on site of the museum or is it off is there somewhere else? You know, we'll do the majority of we can of it down in the vault. We've got a, a really good team that manages the collection. Um, so, yeah, the, you know, the parts, the taking apart, uh, the the servicing of the engine, that stuff will be done in site. The body, the paintwork, the interior, uh, the the big stuff we'll send out and, and we'll have a, a restore do. And honestly, the, the beauty of the car world that we all share is finding these weird, obscure niches. Of, because, you know, the car world is great where, you know, you have big players but you can also have people who dream of doing things that they want to do with cars. And I think that's the beauty of, you know, sharing this enthusiasm with all of us is discovering stuff like this. And, you know, it's weird. It's odd. It's not, you know, a car you'd want to consider your favorite to Peterson, perhaps. But it has a certain appeal to it. And this car will be my favorite if we get yeah. it uh, successfully funded. I've AJ, do you know what the original color was? We don't. Um, where, and that's a part of you know is the ghost goes it's well <laughs> it, was, it was flames I don't want to say murdered out <laughs> however I believe Gary Davis was a fan of uh, the vinyl adhesive also now, you can't really murder out a car with white wall tires no uh, there's there's kind of like a primrose yellow oh um, great that we we found on a little bit of the one of the spare tires that we believe could be one of the original colors and and that's the kind of stuff that, that this money will go to um, all the contributions go directly towards bringing this car back to life. What's the goal on a project like this? We're asking for $30,000. Okay. 
And, uh, and ha- um, now, does Indiegogo make it really easy so you can do custom URLs, or is it something goofy? No, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. It's like for the tiny URL, it's like I G G. But okay. if you go to Peterson.org, P E T E R S E N dot O R G, you'll see it right on the homepage. Okay. Uh, or yeah, look us up on Facebook I've, or Twitter. I've been blasting this out as much as I can. And like I said, we'll put it in the description on the Shout Engine page and the Reverse page. But um, it seems like a pretty noble cause to bring something like this back to play. Now, what? Switching gears a little bit here, what do you drive on a daily basis? Well, uh, are you guys all sitting down? <laughs> no, 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 no. A uh, 2014 Ford Focus uh, with an automatic transmission, uh, leather seats. <laughs> Jason, just, Jason just threw his arms up and then did two thumbs down <laughs> on the automatic uh, transmission. You know what? At the end of the day, I love the car. Yeah. It, it's it's a fun point A to point B car. It's hatchback. comfortable hatchback. It fits everything. I the last week I've been driving a hundred and sixty thousand dollar Maserati, uh, and it's fun for a day. Right. And then after you know when you're when you're doing late night Zanku chicken runs, mm. and uh, you, you're, you're sunburnt from the top down in Malibu all day. These are the problems we have, by the right. way. Oh yeah, these you are the problems sunburned. I have because I drive a Miata and I'm pretty sunburnt. It's there's just Most and, the time. and I was gonna buy the S. <laughs> I, I drove the ST. I loved it. it. It's a great car. And at the end of the day, I just went, look, I go to Starbucks in the morning. I get my coffee. I listen to the radio. I have a two-mile commute to work. Do I really need this heavy clutch on a Recaro seat? And yes. 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 I, I drive my Miata to work. No, and, and I regret it. I, I will <laughs> say I regret it. Um, but it's it's a comfortable car. I it's will a, say this. I just spent uh, a day or two with a Focus ST shooting video for uh, a different uh, outlet. Was it Jason's? No. It was just a, a 2015 Focus ST. Uh, had it for about a day and a half, two days. I fucking hate... Sorry, Jason. Hate the seats in that car. I do hate the seats in well, that car. Well, that's okay. Too. His seats are completely different. I'm, are they? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have... No, the they were See, I I love the look of the Recaro seats. I love the Recaro of the Recaro seats. I love that it says Recaro. I'm a little wider than I bet the Recaro audience or the Recaro engineers have in mind. I'm not a large guy, and those seats bear hug me. It's crazy. That's the point. And I have a little too much because my standard seats don't want me out of bear hug people in general. But these are like up in the shoulders and up in the side and everything. If I were to get one, I I would probably opt for the regular. regular, Honestly, my car is just. It's a very comfortable daily driving car. Can you I, get the ST with just normal seats? Yes, yep. the ST one package. You start getting that. You don't get nav uh, or any of the good stuff that's with it. They but tie you, that to the seats. Yeah, it's ST. ST well, the thing you is, can you get the, the screen. Seats. You can get the screen without nav. For, on the ST2 package, all so right. you can get all that stuff. But you, the regular seats are the sport seats and the titanium and the other versions of it. So they're the better seats in the standard Focus line, but the ST, then you can go over car and all that stuff. Gotcha. Plus, yeah, you can always rip those seats out and yeah, sell them to a regular guy. I mean, I, I drove an NSX for the weekend, and at the end of it, I went, you know, once you get back in the car you're used to, there's just there's something about where you just go, like, I, I know everything is, I'm comfortable. Did you did you drive Yoaps, by the way? I did not. Oh. Wait, which NSX did you drive? The Honda uh, one? That I drove one you one? drove. The silver one? The silver one that's an Accurus press fleet. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I was the first guy to drive that out of the press fleet. Uh, I will way. say, 
You're getting, welcome. Getting that car, that was one of the very first press cars I ever got. Really? And, and I knew I was getting it for about three weeks before. So this, I was a because the NSX you is a wreck for three weeks. It is my Countach poster car. My yeah, dad, yeah, yeah. my dad worked for Acura <laughs> when they came out, and as a kid, I sat and I just looked at the one in the showroom, and it, that is my that is my car. I, I built that car up for so long before I had it. Um, oh, I watched your video, and I and it didn't disappoint. No, I uh, I was planning to do a story on the 25th anniversary of the NSX because one day when I was still at Auto Week, I was like, I've never driven an NSX, so I talked to Honda because I know they have two. They have one 90, and then they have a 2005. One of them has like 10 miles on it. One of them has 90,000 miles on it. And I was like, Can I just drive around a parking lot for an afternoon? They were like, Have it for a week, and I was like, No. <laughs> In this field, are you sometimes surprised the response, the yes responses you get via email? Uh, I am sometimes surprised on both the yeses and the noes. Yeah, no, that is true. But I, every now and then I have to ask myself, am I good at what I do or am I good at convincing people I'm good at what I do? You have to think oh, the second the thing. Time, you got to think the second thing. So, yeah. like, like, I don't get press cars from Ford at all. This was for a different outlet. Okay. I, really? They don't even return Jeff, my emails. Jeff, I got to say. doesn't return my emails. No, BMW doesn't return emails get anyone. any car in the Aston Martin lineup tomorrow. Sure. When I was at Auto Week, I think I got two BMWs. I, Lamborghinis. Bring them on. Yeah. Uh, I just had the McLaren 650S. Uh, and then most other standard manufacturer from Acura to Lexus, Toyota, Audi. Uh, I can't, I don't get Porsche though. But for some reason, like, it Porsche's just stingy on the West Coast it in general. It kills me though. No, I know that. They're very busy. It's a very small outlet. Calvin Kim is a very busy man. But, but, very nice guy too. I want to drive. I want to drive a Fiesta ST press car. No, I like, Actually, I, I got. I want to drive Chris, a Mustang. I Chris want, and I, I got that F one fifty really quickly, and it surprised the hell out of me. And I've been. Uh, I don't know. I gotta say, Jeff, your press car game is, as it's the kids say strong. these days, your press car game is on fleek. It is on fleek, <laughs> except with a few manufacturers. Ford, I had to get pretty far in advance to get a Mustang. We did a a Shelby Cruisin, and and that's because I'm. We don't review cars uh, with our website, carstories.com, the Peterson, but. um, (laughs) And on Instagram. And on Instagram. We don't review cars. um, So I have to sort of. Not creatively, but in, figure out a way to incorporate uh, a new car with you know the various older car things we're doing. So uh, it's nice that when I can incorporate something that is is fun to drive. Right. Yeah. I find it interesting is sometimes you know I'll reach out to people and be like, so I'll put you on three outlets. I'll get you on you know TSD video. Put you on Hooniverse podcast and the TSD podcast. I'm like, so you're good for half a million people is going to see this at least. Silence. I I have to tell it's you, actually. I have to say, AJ, um, Honda has some other goodies in their Presley collection that I drove when I was at Auto Week. I'm um, a, a huge Honda nerd, so I what, will take it in. What did your now. father do at Honda? Uh, no, he worked for an actual Acura. dealership. Oh, okay. Uh, he just he was. Someone gave me shit in my NSX video. Like this comment just popped up the other day um, because I called it an Acura. They're like, well, the rest of the world, it's a Honda. I'm like. Well, this video was shot in America. They, they marketed like, it as an Acura. No, no, they didn't market it. They sold it. Yes, right. exactly. You and, bought and, it from an Acura dealership. It says Acura on the title. That was it's an Acura. My, that was almost my exact reply. Like, I borrowed it from Acura. The badge says Acura. The title says Acura. Uh, the new car they're building in Ohio says Acura. They developed it in... I mean, they developed it... 
the sales pitch around it as an Acura in America. Right. right. I'm not going to drive like a, a Nissan here and be like, oh, this is such a sweet. Uh, um, yo, are you going to get the Cartadian badging, yo? Renault? Is that the red? Yeah, yeah, they got yeah. Renaults. No, call it a Samsung if you want to be or like super in the future, like, oh man, this new Mondeo is really just fantastic. Like, I'm not going to fucking say that. Like, yeah. It's an Acura NSX to us. Right. Sorry, it isn't to you. It and, and And that is a car that. I do not think. You know what? Here's my one complaint about the car. I, I get the car. It's kind of slow. Well, <laughs> I don't even I'll care about that. I drive a Miata. It's a slow, slow car. You just had to be caning. I'm time. driving yeah. with the top off. I'm loving life. Yeah. I stop at a light, and there's a homeless person, and you can't hide. <laughs> you you with the target top off the windows. You you're sitting low, so they're yeah, standing above you. Just look forward. And you just sit there, and go. I I don't know. I know. So, and then you're trying to explain a press car, and then you go, No, I'm not a journalist, but I work for a museum. AJ, that's really precious. They've never driven <laughs> AJ. Here's what you do: is you go to a costume store and buy a bunch of fake gold chains. And then you cruise around and you're in, in your convertible with the top off. And when a homeless guy comes up to you and he thinks you have money, Give you me. just take one of your chains off and hand it to him. Yeah, I like that. That's a good way to go. I gotta try that. It's a dick move. Oh, yeah. A Dodge SRT, no, a Jeep Cherokee SRT blew the doors off me. Oh, yeah. And I could not have cared less. So I used to, it's funny you say that. So, like, there's a car that you're like, oh, that's an awesome car growing up. And then you realize, wow, it's not that fast. What a early, early press car back in my NADA guide days, which, you know, kill me. That's ancient history. Uh, I had a G37 convertible. Sure. Like an, like an. That's, a, that's, Shit, a, that's like an, an okay car. That's pretty good. Yeah, the car's fine. As a coupe, it's good. I was it's at a stop, I had the top down. Yeah. I'm at a stoplight coming back from lunch, and I pull up next to like the second gen, the more round uh, S, um, F-150 Lightning. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, man, that's a Lightning. That's, we leave the line at the, at the same time, door to door. I'm like, I'm in the girliest fucking car ever, and this guy has nothing. Like, he can't pull away from me. It just killed that truck for me. Like I, you know and what? It's still, still an amazing. That's truck. because that was one that was probably pretty tired. Because those trucks are not to be fucked with. Yeah, but G thirty seven still as a coupe three hundred thirty. You're a pulley swapping an intercooler away and that thing away from five hundred horsepower. But as I say, <laughs> you can't enjoy any of it in Los Angeles. Yes, you can. The 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 two nine zero to sixty specifically downtown L A proper. I. Uh, we had a CTSV wagon that we took up to Pebble Beach. Of course, Beach. of course. And that's the all adrenaline special, right? That now. is that is a car that is as fast as a Lamborghini. And there was not a single time between here, Pebble Beach, driving around Monterey Car Week, coming back down the one where I could really say I was able to put my foot into it. Oh, you and, need a better radar. And just fully experience <laughs> you need it. A better mm-hmm. I've driven an Escalade hybrid on that road. And I had to, f- I'm sure I've told this on the podcast before, there's a guy in front of me with his girlfriend in an older, like, 318 convertible or something like mm-hmm. that. Like an E46, right? And I'm on his bumper in an Escalade hybrid with my buddy and our wife's in the back seat. And my wife's like, you need to slow the fuck down because I'm about to puke. And I'm yeah. just, I look over at him, I get the look on my face. The dude in the Beamer had to use a turnout so I could go past him in the Escalade hybrid. Uh, and then we get to the bottom, you know, where it, 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 um, it, the altitude um, flattens out by Hearst Castle. Okay, right. So, right there. So we pull over because we were like, we're looking at the fence, and the animals aren't always near the fence. <laughs> zebras and shit. Uh, if, if anybody listening knows this area, it's a really weird area. This animals. is San Simeon. Right I don't know if there were animals there, though. Yeah, well, they're normally not near the fence. They're normally... 
up the hill. Oh, okay. There, there was like a zebra by the fucking fence. We're like, what the wow. fuck? So we pull over for a second, and the beamer comes screaming past. Like he I won. look over. No, and his <laughs> girlfriend or wife is screaming at him. Yeah. So you could tell he was so mad that this Michigan-plated fuckhead in an Escalade hybrid. hybrid Oh, I was on his bumper like the tires were squealing, I, and I it was so. I, I love that. I right. love canyon driving. I love go, to me I, going through Malibu, going through the canyons is so much fun. And my girlfriend gets motion sickness, uh, so we were going on this easy. rally. You need a new girlfriend. We're going on this rally. We're in a Maserati. Uh, you know, I, from Petrolicious. No, this was our CF two hundred, our okay. our um, membership. We did a big rally from oh, Beverly nice. Hills to Malibu, and I just said, "Look, you got to take a drive with me." <laughs> I said. Yeah, please. That's true. That is absolutely no, true. Like, my my girlfriend, when I first started dating her, and we were driving around in my Miata in the uh, canyons, she never got car sick. And then actually, uh, last week, I took her up Angeles Crest, just one beautiful starlit night, uh, just for a drive, and she didn't get car sick. But like a few months ago, I had taken her up in an Lexus RCF, and she was about to puke in a Lexus RCF. I think it's because the suspension is so bouncy. But she, that's, way that's true. It's way faster. But also, she she told me you're more. Com- she told me you're more comfortable driving this Miata than you are press cars. Car. And that really is a fair point. I've been driving this car for four years now. No, it's your car. So, you know every inch of that yeah, car. Exactly. Every broken bolt. And- every, every leaking gasket and everything. And you know, I can't even take it above four. I couldn't even take it above four grand because I was still doing the brake. The Miata is like, just kill me. Oh, God. Right? Yeah, it's just dirt slow. Honestly, I just... It, it, I have had a new header in. I want to get a new... Uh, I want to get a new racing B intake for it and then like... Actually, you know, Anza used to make the uh, old school Ferrari exhaust. So like, you know, you see a 330 GTS or something like that, or a 250 GTO, they always have to period ends the exhaust with a little cool sticker on it. Turns out they make an exhaust for the Miata. And it's actually pretty cheap. And it sounds awesome. So I'm really tempted to get one, and I'm going to get a bunch of stickers for it that says, like, Enza on the tip. A little, little cross-hashed tip. So and it's super street glow, is that still what the kids are doing? Oh, totally. i got to get some underglows. Okay. That's still legal in California, also, right? that's a phrase Miata always say all the time, on the tip. Just, 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 just a tip, just to see how it feels. <laughs> also, I'm just going to go drive around blasting Chow Chow Rogue, driving around Garden Grove. Garden you know. So I'm, I'm the Blake this week. I'm yelling into the cameras. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I was going to say DMX. X going to give it to you. <laughs> That's fantastic. I was going to ask you for an update on the Miata, but you just kind of got it. Well, you know, I've uh, I finally broken it in. I just got to do an oil change, and then I can finally rev it up, and it'll be great. Actually, it does make a lot of uh, buzzing noises, and I've been told, I've been doing my research, you know, I have a 12-pound flywheel in that car and stiffer motor mounts, and... Um, I'm just going to take it as character, although I am a little paranoid about it. You should be. Yeah. Honestly, I do have to tighten up the rear end. Because Once of, again, yeah. the car you wanted to sell me. No, I, I don't want to sell That was two engines. AJ, yeah. I don't know. I don't think you even deserve such a fine machine. I love the Miata. I, <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. I, you're going to buy a couple. I mean, you're going to buy one at I least. Have, I have you're looking at a couple on Craigslist. Now, I want to go just the earliest, lowest miles I can find, bone stock route, and I found a... a <laughs> Well, I found you a 90 a with, like, 40,000 miles on it. That's true. No. Oh, no. But it, it, it would Unless be bad. Unless you do, but. like, the, put the, uh, what is it, you take, like, the bracket out, put the seat, like, on the floor to get more. The tall man. Well, I had, oh, you're, yeah. not, you're not, like, overly <clears throat> tall. No, no, I'm very short. I'm 5'7". Right. Um, I had an MG Midget. Oh, that had really? Miata seats in nice. it. Nice. And it, it was fine. That's nice. Yeah, it wasn't, it, I did okay in it. I know you and I have this game where you're just going crazy all day looking at weird-ass shit. And I remember... You call it a game, I call it just life. what life. I do for a living. Okay, yeah. yeah. 
Well, you know, the game is like don't hate the player. Quarter million Craigslist searches at a time. Nice. But um, like reaching, you you found a first gen prelude for seventeen hundred bucks. Did you? Oh, that was what I wanted to. Did you ever call the guy? Here's my problem. No, it was the first gen. Did you have first gen? Eighty-seven. That's the second gen. It is. Yeah, the first gen's no nope. no pop-up headlights. Late seventies, no oh. pop-up headlights. It's based a on weird, extended Civic chassis. Almost like a Mustang two of Hondas. Jeff's mind yeah. is blown. It's right not now. a bad-looking car. Jeff just like his, he's regretting his entire childhood. So I emailed you, uh, our buddy Ben Hasur and Shu about it. Shu, yes. Uh, and he that? he said, "Great car. Yeah. Uh, please oh. do not expect to have this thing have any power." No, uh, he says, not. but but you will not enjoy driving it, but uh, you will enjoy owning it. It's a very cool car. I did email Ben Shu about an Infiniti M30 on sweet ass XXR two piece wheels with a manual uh, conversion, and it looked awesome. It's basically, a Nissan Leopard. There's a SC3 Turret <coughs> in Santa Monica right now. Yeah, uh, manual uh, with a manual. It's a manual. That's not a bad looking car. No, especially with the JDM. Uh, that is very. Uh, that's it very is just JDM glass iconic eighties looking. That is not. I didn't know there was a Prelude before my Prelude. I think Jeff is questioning his entire adulthood. Um, yeah, my first, first car was an '87 yes. Prelude. Oh, what was your first car? That's a question we should start asking you. We should ask everyone yeah. that. We'll start with episode 100. You know, we'll get to switch. Sure. <laughs> what was your first car? Uh, it was a 2004. <laughs> Uh, Acura RSX nice. non-S because my parents did not trust me to drive a manual transmission. So it was an automatic? It was an automatic. My, my mom and then my cousin had that car. Great car. I had automatic. a four and a half inch muffler on it. And nice. AEM short air intakes. Oh, I, had, I had the street glow. I had the subwoofer. No, you, you really had I popped glow. off all the you plastic. street glow. Oh, oh my yes, god. yes, I had street glow. You have to understand, the first, I was 13 years old, a newly bar mitzvahed A.J. Gordon, asking his mom 13? for the for, no, no, for a ride to the Ontario Edwards Cinema so he could see the Fast and the Furious. Oh, right. the first I, owned, <laughs> I owned probably every import tuner from 2000 to 2005. Uh, so, yes, the, the no, import... Honestly, I honestly A.J., I'm not going to give you shit because... I talked to you about it! Yeah, I think I yeah. messaged you and said, what's the deal? What's going on with that? <laughs> what, do you got, what do you got going on there? <laughs> I gotta say, when when the Fast and Furious came out, I was like, "Ugh, this is two years too late from the peak of the import scene." And I was in like, I was in like seventh grade or something like that. And I was like, "I'm gonna buy a Civic and I'm gonna tune it up and I'm gonna get all this veil sight kit for it and everything. It's gonna oh be fucking God. sweet." <laughs> what is real? So I can sit. I can on, honestly, and and I would sneak off. I'd go to the Ontario street races at night and sit oh, there. That's and, kind of bad. Oh, oh. I, I I never got to a street until race. you see the cars that are at the Ontario doesn't street matter. races. Doesn't matter. Still kind of like. As a kid to go sneak off that. As a 16, 17 year old. Yeah, so so I I did as much as I could with that car. And and it was, it was, I I even remember I ordered a strut bar off of eBay. Whoa. And it came like at like 9 o'clock at night. You packed a piss. No, I had my my dad in his gym shorts. I got him out of bed. Come help me put this on. (laughs) I got to install this strut bar that was never on right and just rattled. Yeah, he he had a couple Porsches growing up that I now send him saying, and this is how much they're worth. Oh, uh, of course, you know because because he had to sell his three fifty six so my mom ah, could fit her Jeep Cherokee oh, in the driveway. What's Cherokee um, though? Oh, this was I don't know early nineties, late eighties. The the box. It's not worth as much as a three fifty six. No, still no. I know it's not, but but um, I feel like I. 
I feel like those are going to go up in value. He's, he's that, gotten now. to the point where, and, and he still loosely works in the auto industry, where he goes, I don't, I don't care. It's, it, you know, it gets me point A to point B. You know, he went from Porsches to Tahoes to Cadillacs, and now he's just, yeah, to, I, I don't care what I drive. So, so he, he got me into cars. He's a fan of cars, but no, he has no desire to work or own on anything. Sure. That's fair. My dad never... I, I always pitched my dad when I was in middle school and high school, I want to buy a Nissan 300 Twin Turbo. That's back when they were like four grand. And actually, I remember some guy selling like a... The worst car for you at the time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But it was my dream car in high school. That Almost and the, the Blake of young... The, go, the ghost, the ghost of, of The ghost of Blake Ross just crying. Like, like I'm out of money. The JDM version of the movie Wraith. <laughs> I and it's not because you movie. crash the car. It's because after, oh, yeah. after troubleshooting vacuum leaks for a week and a half, you kill yourself. Yeah, that's true. Right. And, you know, that, it was my, that was my dream car and a C5 Z06. So what was your first car? My first car was my Miata. That was the first car I ever owned. What? My first... I, I didn't have... The a, Miata I, you still have? I never owned a car in college. I always borrowed my parents' cars, and I never actually bought a car. And, actually, I had a motorcycle in college. I, I had two motorcycles before I owned the Miata. And so I bought this 2011 when I was back from grad school, and I was decided I didn't want to finish grad school, and I got a job offer out in L.A., and I just drove... I bought my car 28,000 miles from this old older gentleman with a wicked, wicked fucking Boston accent. He actually looked like... You know, the Dos Equis most interesting interesting man in the world he looked like that guy and um really cool guy and then was um, he, the most, uh, he was bit. not the most interesting man in the world but he was pretty cool he had an accent I guess that's like a low rent most interesting man in the world but uh then I drove my car across the country and I've had it ever since that's why it's really hard for me to sell it even though it's probably going to break on a way to the bar I don't blame you now yeah. Chris what was your first car 94 Nissan hard body pickup ooh oh no it was a colossal piece of shit okay, okay. did it have a did it have a tachometer uh, I don't recall. I remember. I just remember it being a piece of shit. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I was in Boy Scouts, and we were coming back from a camping trip, and I was riding with my uh, uh, the, the we're parent, we're yeah, yeah, okay, Joe, okay, Joe. <laughs> but um, you set that up. Come on. Ah, whatever. But the, like, there was this like one of the fathers of the one of the boys there was driving a bunch of us back, yeah, and I was sitting, out, yeah, the hard body. I was sitting in the jump seat, and I was watching this guy. He had like the the manual shifter that was like a like three feet high with the accordion shifter, and he was just shifting, and there was no tachometer on the truck and I was like how are you knowing when to change gears and he was like I can just hear it and I was like are you a wizard (laughs) (laughs) it blows my mind no mine mine had a uh, transmission (laughs) that would slam into reverse so every time you wanted to reverse it just started doing backwards (laughs) backwards uh, burnouts and then it would go through a water pump about once every eight weeks good time Uh, it was just not good you learned how to wrench on it yeah (laughs) yeah to do some things yeah Uh, Jason what was your first car oh sick I think I have the colossal no Texas. I have a uh, colossal shitbox. I think I'm gonna beat the uh, the pickup. No, hey. <laughs> come on, hey, your Eleanor is not that bad. Hey man, I remember a Civic in my garage for yeah. a little bit of time, but and, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm not gonna and, and the truck in my driveway, which I still have oil spots, which my wife continuously my, gives me shit. It doesn't drip. That much. It did when you smeared your foot all over yeah, my. Uh, so you're such a dick. Okay, 
1989 Pontiac Grand Prix SE. But wait, there's more. No, no, this, no, no, this, this is, is way before, before then. Okay. So, but wait, there's, seriously, there's more. This is the, the 1989 Grand Prix of Dallas official pace car. Ooh! Whoa. I thought I knew what was up. There was a Grand Prix in Dallas? Like a local No, it was, uh, it was IMSA stuff back then. They, they, were, they were doing... Really? Yeah, it was what IMSA. track was that? They did downtown Dallas. Oh they started running around. They made a street course in downtown Dallas area. Uh, over, uh, uh, do you know Dallas. where the... That's the only possible way to improve downtown Dallas. I've never been to Dallas. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you, you know, it's been so long since I've been to Dallas, but the uh, they, the arena still, tower or whatever it's called, yeah. I, you know what, I haven't lived there because I wouldn't go back if I didn't have family there. Like the presiding over the fucking... When you bought the car, did the guy who sold it to you go, by the way, you've officially arrived? <laughs> I, I. It was actually I, my friend's mom who I bought the car from because I she worked there. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, and a year and a half later, I quickly threw a rod bearing and grenaded the motor. Awesome. Nice. Like it and I replaced it with an like, body. Jason, uh, what's that like? Well, we, I've got a friend in the this room might, again. This might be a better question. So yes. my first car was the 87 Prelude, but my second car was an 85 300ZX. So Sick. Well, you don't have a second car. I don't have a second car, but i got to say, I do have a newfound appreciation for the Z31s. Yeah, sure. They're 80s. 80s. What was your second car? So I was going to ask, what was your least favorite car? And mine <laughs> is my name. second. Um, it what well, I forget the year, but it was a Hummer H3. Oh, I thought you were going to say H1. That'd be so awesome. No, <laughs> I've heard the H3s were surprisingly good off road because they were lighter than the very. I mean, I don't know how it's to off road, but for the they were okay. No, it, it, was was a, a, it was a Chevy Colorado. Colorado, a five cylinder. That's true. Um, truck. And then the had the V8 in them, right? Yeah, it was a yeah. you know hatchback, but it was the interior was so small, uh, it's so plasticky. The car was so slow. The windows were so slow. And I bought it uh, maybe three weeks before the economy tanked. <laughs> um, and you know, three weeks before. And, and, and I was sitting there going, "We're all gainfully employed. Gas is two forty nine a gallon." You know what? You know, Mark Christopher Cadillac. You're you put street glow on. It? No, <laughs> Mark Christopher, the dealership I bought it from, had a deal that weekend only. If I would buy the car, they would throw headrest monitors in for free. Whoa! Uh, and you were the that was like a fifteen hundred dollar option. The only thing about that would have been spinners. As a child of the <laughs> no, Inland no, no. Empire, Jesus, how I, uh, oh, whoa! Inland Empire, say no more. As of a child say of the no Inland more. Empire, it's, that it's car. Wild. It's like if you're from the IE. It cancels out the Jewiness. <laughs> there is a rare, there is a rare Jubilee, which I like to think. Jubilee, of. I like that. My that sounds like my next band. Was in Pomona, so we, you know, we knew hard times. We, wow. You know, but uh, no, so that car went from living with my parents, going to you know local house parties, being you know the, the having so much fun to living in L.A. on my own. Don't have the eighty five dollars to fill up the car. Right. Uh, it, it had these like um, off road lights on top. That if you got between 65 and 80, don't worry about it. You'll never really hit that. But between 65 and 80, it would just rattle everything horribly that I had to... I had to get replaced three times and then begged to try to invoke the Lemon Law to get them to take this car away. And and I wrote out that lease. Yes, I leased a Hummer H3. So, okay, so this yeah. is the most your depressing story I've ever heard. Worse. Jason, what was your second car? Okay, Please so be it is better. So in between the shitbox, I had learned to drive on 
on friends' cars, and I learned how to drive properly, but I didn't get a proper car. So this changes it, and I have a little bit of a kindred with Chris here. 1996 Camaro Supersport nice. non-T-top. Oh, well, what's the point? What happened in the non in the '96 oh, they, with the non T top? No, no, no. The non T top, you got the actual SLP suspension in that year. Oh. I had the the, sing, the, uh, the exhaust that came off the one side, the single. I don't know why mm-hmm. they did that. It, it was, was one year. They it did was that a stuff. one year. It was a weird one. That's pretty cool. It was interesting. Did you like it? Did you like it? It was fun. Okay, Chris, what was your second car? '99 Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, one. That's the redesign, right? Uh, the big yes, mouth was, in the front. Was, right. 98, 98 brought the LS1. 99 was the second year of it. Right. Uh, so, Jason, you had an LT1 in yours, right? Yes, it was LT1. Okay. Yeah, there's about 100 horsepower difference. Right. <laughs> How do you feel now, Jason? You what? fucking what? Chris what just dropped his dick on the table. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a smart car for a guy to have when he's 18. Not a smart uh, car. I almost died in mine several times. <laughs> you know what? I will say, though, is the the relative performance of the day, and mind you, that was back in his day, it was a fast car. Yeah. It's still kind of a quick car now. Well, that was one um, of those cars where you would sort of pine after and go, it's got 320 horsepower. Wow. And it was like, it was the greatest thing in the world. It was such a time. lie, though, because it was closer to 380. Ooh. Nice. Look, when I was in high, when I was in middle school and the Nissan 300 twin turbo, going back to that again, had 300 horsepower, I was like, oh my god, is there a car that can ever have more than that? <laughs> and then also the NSX had, what, uh, rated 276, apparently, and it went 0 to 60 in 6.7 seconds, and I remember reading a car comparison where they tested against a 911 Turbo and a Viper and a Corvette, and I was like, who the fuck would buy this piece of shit, slow-ass car? I was in middle school. Well, I was pulling, I think, I used to go drag racing a lot, and after I put some decent tires on it, I think it was almost completely stock pulling, like, high 13s. That's crazy. Nice. I, uh, in my, my, my Z, which I had, uh, it's like the latter half of college, I thought I was cool because I did this mod, I'm using quotes here for you people at home, uh, where you pull this one fuse, and it does, like, a half headlight thing. Mm. Oh, yeah, that is so, cool. like, the headlights can be on, but they're not raised. Dumb as shit. Yeah, but actually, the Thursday ZX Twin, the ZX, ZX Turbo had had um like pretty low headlights anyway to begin yes. with. Yeah. The Lano's Miata fun. has that. Yeah. Have you seen his Miata? Who's? Yeah. It's kind of the half up. Right. It's a it's a cool look. There's actually a conversion. Cool There's a conversion for NA Miatas where you can get like a square headlight instead of the goofy round headlight, and it looks really cool. Oh, probably it's very eighties. Looks much more Japanese, right? With the That's square true. Headlights. It's very Shagotenshi. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But the Z, the Z was fun. I remember. So this is. I knew nothing about cars then. I was. We were doing stuff to it. Uh, we're fiddling under the hood, changing the plugs and wires and something. And the other guy who was there working on his car had the um, the Starion. So we were like kindred yes. spirits. In yeah, that's, that's a great car. Cool. But I get, I go and I go to drive home and I'm leaving. My, I'm like, my car sounds fucking awesome right now. And I realized <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't plug in one of the plug wires, <laughs> so it just sounded like oddly louder than it should have. It was really weird. Um, yeah, it was something really fucked up. Here's I got, a, qu- I got a good question. So, what is the car that you had that you actually still miss? Uh, this, well, I still miss the Z. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I, you know what? If you said my worst car would have been um, at the time, I hated my '98 Ford Ranger, four-cylinder automatic. Just hated. It. That's the car. That's it. the car I learned to drive manual on. I used to drive it everywhere in California because I, I, it's, it's the car I moved to California in after college. Because I crashed the seat. <laughs> 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 it's a different story. But um, 
I used to drive it everywhere. Uh, if you know Southern California, I would get on the freeway at the, the bottom of the 55 and drive up a few exits and get off to go to work further up in Costa Mesa. And I would drive it pinned because it would do like 98 miles an hour. So I would go to its top speed no matter where I went on the highway <laughs> and just drive it there. And so one day I was driving back from lunch and here, bing, and I blew a, I, I threw a rod in the car. I sold it that weekend for $800. Not bad. Could have got 1000 because people, you can't find small trucks anymore. And the, the, the Mexican dude who came and looked at it, he's like, yeah, I'll have this running tomorrow. <laughs> nice. And, and I will say as far as small trucks go, the Ranger, not a bad looking car. I had its twin, the B2300, single most unreliable vehicle I've ever seen. Really? It That's was impressive. a complete My Ranger shit. Super reliable with it. Everything went wrong. It went through it went through clutch bands in the transmission twice. Uh, cylinder head warped. Water pump went. Alternator went. Uh, what else went? Jesus. A bunch of things, and that was in the course of two and a half months. My big Jesus. For the Ranger, my big plan for the Ranger was I was going to swap in the um, the different uh, manifold because it's the two point three liter four cylinder, and you, it's the Pinto motor. Well, no, but you can also do like basically the Sierra. Uh, yeah, the Cosworth, the yeah, Cosi, the, the Mercury. <laughs> so you can you do the change the manifold, and now you turbocharge it. So I was going to turbo my Ranger because. Yeah, you could do that, and you could get the old uh, the old SVO uh, Mustang uh, turbo setup yeah, off there. Right, right, right. Could um, you picture telling a girl this at a bar? What you're doing, your Ranger? Now the Mercure. Let she understood me. I'd be like. I'm sure you know what the Mercury back up, back up, back up, no, back up. is. A cylinder head is the thing that goes on top. Okay, cars have engines, and not to be sexist. Not to be sexist. Most girls you would more than we do. But yeah. the girls you would meet at bars where you'd end up in a conversation like this, just you, you just stop it. You're I'm not just saying the, the nerdy, the over the top, right. the are the mods I'm doing to my pickup truck that we all love. Right. But in reality, I this is this is the reason why we say welcome to Hooniverse. Lady and gentlemen. Mm. Well, we right. don't even say that anymore. We don't even say that anymore, although we should. And, we're not, and also, we're not trying to offend anybody. We're really not trying no, to offend. No, you know more than us. Okay. Just, just know. They're just more well-rounded uh, But uh, I want to start to wrap it up here. Because uh, we have a bar to get to, really. Tell everybody... Actually, shit, we do. We're just one of our longest podcasts <laughs> in a while. Uh, AJ, tell everybody... Uh, reiterate the uh, Indiegogo. Yeah, so if you go to peterson.org, P-E-T... P-E-T-E-R-S-E-N dot O-R-G you will check out our Indiegogo campaign where we're raising $30,000 to bring a very very rare very odd unique three-wheeled car uh, back to life and there's even if you don't live locally we've got some very neat unique t-shirts and stickers you can buy Uh, and really we cannot do this without the community you know helping out helping us out so anything you guys have really uh, really appreciate it so help them build a damn car already Uh, look for the time to see can hear myself yelling too loud. It's okay. Uh, so help them build the damn car already. Uh, and Thank the links you. will be in the descriptions. Um, Chris, tell everybody about Shout Engine. Uh, if you want to do 100 episodes of nonsense as well, go over to Shout Engine. Uh, and uh, you can do that. Uh, we get free accounts, we get paid accounts, and we've got uh, all kinds of stuff over there to listen to as well. So, uh, yeah, get your own podcast. Get your own damn podcast. Uh, look for Jason in some more videos soon. His first one went off pretty well, and we're going to we're gonna let him try some more. Thank um, <laughs> And then Blake, tell everyone where they can find look, you. Look for me in approximately 20 minutes, as of, <laughs> as of yesterday, actually, because this goes up on Wednesday. Um, at the alibi room, and I'll be parked outside with my sweet ass Miata. Right. And Jason, where can people find you on Instagram and Twitter? You could find me at TerminatorCon, C O N, and also uh, I'm on a weekly 
podcast with Bradley Brunel, Cameron Friday, Friday on Hooters. Bradley Brunel, Cameron Vanderhorst, um, which we have confirmed because last week I joked that he sounds like someone from like a Yale guy and he does work. <laughs> well, it sounds like they, they really, it sounds like he tried yeah. to steal Facebook. <laughs> uh, nice. Andy, where can people find you online if you want them to? Uh, me personally, you can go to twitter.com slash jammaster AJ. <laughs> uh, this is his. Uh, oh, I'm following that. Are you still doing bar mitzvahs on the weekends? Jammaster J, but with an A in yeah. there. And then uh, check out the Peterson. Uh, yes. It's and at. Car Stories. Yeah, and carstories.com. We do a podcast, new episodes every Tuesday on iTunes and at carstories.com. Perfect. Uh, all right, everybody, that is episode 100. Thank you so much for taking this. This journey that we started in March 2013 and will continue till March 2113 because they'll find ways to put our brains online and we'll just keep podcasting from there on out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to go have a couple of beers in the outbind room. Peace out, bitches. <laughs>